right, good morning, everybody. What a joy to be here today, and what an exciting service this is going to be. I hope you'll leave here today just really thrilled by hearing what God has been doing in the lives of some of our people in our church. I want to just uh, make a statement at the beginning of our service. I listened to a sermon some time ago of a man uh, down in the States, and he was preaching on the power of the tongue. And uh, he was reading from a chapter in uh, James that talks about sometimes uh, we are dumb, using the word not speaking. And he ended his service by saying, <coughs> would to God that this dumb congregation, and so on and so on. And then the next week when he came on again, he said, I'd like to clarify something by the word dumb. And he had to explain himself. So last Sunday, Pastor Heath showed up and his wife Heather, and I made a comment. I said, it couldn't be a nightmare. I'm away. Uh, now, that could have been misunderstood by some of you. And so I wanted to clarify that. Often pastors joke about when they leave a ministry and then come back, it's like a nightmare for the guy that's there. And so that's what I meant was preaching with the former pastor here could have been a nightmare, but it wasn't. Okay, are we good? We're okay? Okay, good. <laughs> I love him, but uh, I wanted to clarify that. Hey, listen, this is about baptism, and I wanted to just take a short time today to talk to you about my understanding of what the scripture tells us about baptism and why baptism is such a crucial part of the Christian life. I think we live in a day and age today where baptism has kind of got shoved off to the side and we haven't seen the importance of it. But when we look in scripture, when we look in history, when we look at the early church, baptism was a fundamental part of walking and saying I'm a, a believer in Christ. So I was reading a bio missionary biography recently and I came across a story that I kind of had a good little laugh about, um, being that I was in the Chinese world for a while. And this is a story of a little Chinese man, and when I say little, he was short, very short. He was often teased by his friends. And uh, in his village that he lived in, they often would sit around and just tell stories. The kids would tell stories, the adults would tell stories, and the better, bigger the story, the more profound it was and the more you were known and liked by those around you. Well, this uh, Chinese boy, or man, pardon me, uh, had no tales to tell. He was a very quiet man. Didn't talk much, only spoke when he had to, until one day as he was walking down an old dusty road in his village, he came across a book that was lying on the road. It was actually a little New Testament that a missionary had left on the side of the road for someone to pick up. And as he read that little New Testament, God began to work in his life, and God did a very special change in his life, and he came to know Christ. Well, he was so excited about what happened through that little Bible that he began sharing stories of the scripture with his friends. In fact, he began sharing so much that he developed a nickname in Cantonese, which is Sogayan, which means little noisy man. <laughs> but he was excited to tell the story about what had happened in his life. And that's really what baptism is all about. In Mark chapter 16, 15, it says, go into all the world. Didn't say anything about coming back. It said, go into all the world, preach the good news to all creation, and yes, I have stood out in the field and preached to a cow just for practice, right? Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And so it's here in this message that we see some profound words that say, go into the world and preach the gospel. And so when we're talking about baptism today, we're going to hear one message, one response, and one implication of baptism. So not only is there uh, an implication about the gospel of Christ in this world because the gospel of Christ, and I'll explain it in a minute, it changes lives. 
when I was 19, I gave my life to Christ through a Gideon's Bible, much like that little so, so Gayan man. And, and my life was dramatically changed, so much so that my roommate called his psychologist friend and said, I think my roommate's having a nervous breakdown because my life was so changed immediately. God did such a work in my life. And when I was baptized, I was giving a testimony to the world around me that I had decided to have a change in my lifestyle and I wanted to follow this person of Jesus Christ. Well, I want to take you to another verse in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom God will call. So when we think about the one message side of this whole idea of the baptism, leading up to baptism, there's a message that talks about the person of Christ being the one that can change your life and the one that can change the world. It's that simple. It's just a simple message. Jesus Christ died. He rose again on the third day that you and I might have a relationship with the Father. It's that simple, folks. It's that simple. And the scripture calls us then, and you're going to see this because I'm going to walk you through some scriptures that talk about repent, believe, be baptized. Repent, believe, be baptized. Repent, believe, be baptized. That's the theme that comes. And so we have one response then. When we hear the gospel message, we believe. And then after we believe, we are baptized. So here's one again. It says, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. And those who, listen now, accepted his message were baptized. Let's go to Acts 8.12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Acts chapter 8. It says, if you believe with all your heart, verse 36, pardon me, and 39, if you believe with all your heart, the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, he said, then you can be baptized. And he showed him the water and he went down into the water. Acts 9.18, Paul was baptized immediately after deciding to follow Christ. Acts 10.47, it says, can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit as we have, so he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 16, when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home, and she said, if you consider me a believer, underline that word believer again. Then another verse, Acts 16, at that hour of night, the jailer took him and washed their wounds, and then immediately he and his family were baptized. Acts 18, 8, Crispus, the synagogue ruler, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who, Corinthians who heard him believed and were baptized. Acts 19.5, on hearing this, they were baptized. Acts 22.16, and now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized. And then finally, in Mark 16.16, 16, it says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. So there are some observations that I want to make this morning about baptism from these verses that I've read to you. And I'll get, um, I'll get uh, my brother to just put them up there, slides uh, four and five. So starting with slide four, keep going. Keep going. There, right there. So here are some things that we can observe from, from this uh, um, particular text. We, we know that it was the custom of the early church. If you go back in history and you read about what was going on in the early church, consistently there was belief and baptism, belief and baptism, belief and baptism. In fact, Jesus himself was baptized and commanded that we be baptized. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. 
baptized after you make disciples. The disciples took Matthew 28, 19 very seriously. I think I got the wrong screen. You just take that off there, Keith. I've got mixed up here. Um, the disciples took Matthew 28, 19 seriously. They were obligated to baptize converts just as they were to win converts. They saw baptism as an inherent part of the salvation plan. It was part of discipleship. You repent, you come to Christ. Uh, part of your discipleship is you learn about baptism and then you're baptized. Baptism was always with instruction. Baptim baptism was perceived as initiation into a new way. And it was seen that way by the culture around them. All converts were baptized shortly after their experience. And then this one really hit me when I was just 19. Refusal to receive baptism would be have been a refusal to say that I want to walk with Christ. And so really what I'm saying is baptism wasn't optional. And I think in the church today, we've kind of put baptism by the side and we said, well, you know, when I'm perfect, I'll get baptized. Well, hey, listen, I've been a Christian for 40 years and I thought I was perfect until my wife told me the other day, I, you know, no, that'll never happen, right? So baptism is an event recognized by the non-Christian, the non-believer, of something that's happened on the inward part of the human being. So in these scriptures then, and we can throw up that first slide, in the scriptures then what we see is baptism is by immersion, and there's a reason for that, because it symbolizes the death of Christ being buried in the ground and then being resurrected from death into new life. Now baptism does not have any power. Baptism is a symbol. And what baptism does is it screams out to you that uh, something has happened on the inward and now the outward expression is baptism, I'm dying to Christ. And as I die to Christ, I admit that he, he has saved me, that I'm a sinner, if we could use that old word that we don't hear very much anymore. And you're symbolically telling the world that you are going to then, next slide, come out of the water and you've made a decision to walk with Christ. It's no longer you that is dead, you're alive in Christ, you share in his resurrection, you believed and therefore became a new creature in Christ, and so you're just basically saying, hey church, I've decided to follow Jesus Christ. Now there may be some here today who, like me, were baptized as a baby, and we say, well, isn't my baptism as a baby sufficient? I struggled through this when I came to Christ at the age of 19. My parents were very faithful in, in uh, baptizing me. And when I was getting baptized again, they were deeply offended. And so I had to sit down with them. I had to tell them, you know, when you baptized me as a baby, it was really dedicating me to God. And they agreed with that. Yes, it was. I said, I didn't know anything about spiritual things when I was that baby. And so as an adult now, I'm making this decision in my life. And that's what baptism is. It's, it's an evidence of something that I've decided to do as an adult or a young person in my life. And so baptism then is a, of a baby. The baby can't exercise statement of faith. And that's why in tradition as a church, we dedicate babies and don't baptize them. But we baptize those who can make a profession of faith. Um, so let, let's look then at this idea of believing. Because there's one message, and then the response is, I have to believe. And then once I believe, I'm baptized. Do you remember the days of the cassette player? I'm, I'm sorry, young people, you don't even know what a cassette player is, but you know, you remember the days of the cassette player and then when that stair car stereo came out that would automatically reverse the tape and play the other side, you didn't have to touch it? Disc, 
Come on, you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Those were exciting days. He still has one. Yeah. That's what it's like in our life. We're walking a certain way, and we meet Christ, and we churn, we change, and we decide to walk a different way. And that's what baptism is really signifying today. Did you know in the Asian world, to be baptized as a Christian is the ultimate statement? You could say you're a follower of Christ and not get baptized, and you might be okay. But in some countries, you get baptized, that's it. Because that is such a powerful sign that you are doing what you're doing. So just a couple of verses before we get ready for baptism. It says in Romans 6, 4, We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through his glory of the Father, we may too live a new life. And then Colossians 2, 12, Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. So baptism then is this outward expression of an inward experience. And so I'm going to invite Janelle if she could prepare herself. And then Pastor John, if you could join me, we'll... Who's going to break the ice on the water here first? 